keep our families spiritually, emotionally, and physically healthy? Why are mothers often the ones that take on the responsibility of keeping the family healthy? Why is getting enough sleep, exercising, and eating a balanced diet important? How do we handle life when we are stressed out and overwhelmed? Why do we need to also keep our spiritual life healthy, and how do we do this? Join us today as I interview Marty Lintvet, a pastor's wife, mother, and a professional counselor. We'll talk about Christian family health. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries, and your host for today's program. Thanks, Marty, for being my guest today. Oh, thank you for having me, Kay. Well, tell us first about your family. Well, my family consists of myself and my husband. Um, We met years ago in college uh, in a chamber ensemble. We have four kids, uh, ranging in age from 31 to 16, and we are expecting our first grandchild. Ah, Congratulations. We're real excited in July and have a wedding coming up in uh, a year from the next Mm -hmm. fall. So busy, busy family. Uh, My husband is a is a parish pastor, and as you mentioned, I'm a, a licensed professional counselor. So we juggle a lot of a lot of uh, hats and a lot of plates. And I think you know, like so many families, um, have to work really hard at keeping health and balance in our lives. My husband is actually uh, in remission right now from uh, round two of lymphoma. So we praise God for for his healing hand, for the wonders of of medical science, for, you know, a family that's really supportive and a church family that has been incredible. Oh, that's fantastic. Tell us just a little bit, since you brought that up a little bit, about your church and how the church has been supportive of your family, especially as your husband has gone through uh, cancer and uh, all of the treatment for it. Yes, our ch- our church is located actually on the the east side, as we call it here in the St. Louis area. We're in O'Fallon, Illinois, and uh, it is located about five miles from Scott Air Force Base. Oh. So we have a lot of military amongst our congregation, active duty, retired, reservists, and then you know, civilians like, like us, like my husband and myself. And um, the first round of cancer came um, in spring of, of 2013. And actually during that Holy Week season, um, my husband uh, was in the diagnostic process. He had a, a biopsy during Holy Week and we had dear uh dear his dear brothers in the ministry that stepped in to help him make sure he was back in the pulpit on Easter Sunday morning but good friday he was recovering from a pretty intensive biopsy we knew that on um easter monday we would meet with the specialists the oncologists who would tell us what we already knew was coming that he had lymphoma and what the protocol would be and from that moment, you know, he worked really hard. That that first uh, set of diagno- diagnoses and treatments were not near as intense as the second round, which came two years later. Mm. And uh, the our parishioners walked alongside of us. They, you know, they helped with everything that you could you could imagine. We live next door to one of our elders, mm. our one of our elders in our church, and. He, he's a retired guy, so he's not 
He's not a teenager. But from that spring through the entire recovery process, um, he mowed our lawn. Oh, wow. Every week. Every week. And you know how we're in the Midwest. You know, when it's spring and summer week, hits. You need it. Yeah. And sometimes twice a week. So mm-hmm. he would come and mow our lawn. We didn't. We never asked yeah. him one day. I heard the mower going much closer than it should be, knowing my husband was taking his nap. Um, other parishioners moved a recliner into his office mm-hmm. because, like many people uh, in ministry and otherwise, you know, he's he's very, very linked to his vocation. Mm-hmm. And his work, um, it feeds him. Mm-hmm. So to, for him to be able to do that work as long as possible was was very helpful, and our parishioners knew it. But they'd also chase him home when they needed for, for him yeah. to go home. Yeah. They'd say, no, you need to go home. We had elders who stepped in with things that he otherwise would be doing it, you know, around the same time our DCE took a, took a call. Mm-hmm. So he became the only, the only called staff. Mm-hmm. And um, with the second round which uh, was much more intense, and the the treatment was much more intense. You know, his, his chemo went from outpatient, you know, in a room with, with many people to inpatient for five or six days at a time, three times, mm-hmm. and then culminating with a stem cell transplant where they harvested his own stem cells. Wow, adult stem cells. Adult from, from his That's own body. New, and they kind of, I, I can't really use the, the proper medical term, but it's like they whip it up in a blender. Oh, they purify wow. it. They clean it. And then when they do, they put it back in. It's like you're getting your own wow. stem cells. But they're from your body. Yeah. And so it's like watching God's miracles right in front of you. Yeah. And uh, we had another of our elders built a court, a foosball court for human foosball. And our church facilitated a fuzz fundraiser fundraiser to offset his medical expenses oh, that was uh, promoted to the whole community. And oh, this is going to make me cry. But we had not only our dear parishioners who set up food booths and, you know, went to the newspaper and, mm. and you know, did the refereeing, but... You know, I said my, my, my youngest was, she was 15 at the time. And her friends and their parents would come and they'd get on a team and they'd play and they'd buy a hamburger, they'd make donations. And so they they worked in intangible ways to help, help him um, deal with the, the not only the, the physical cost, but the, the financial cost mm-hmm. of treatment. Because even with... With insurance, yeah, you sure, know, sure. It, it's just there's a lot, it, of, there's a lot of stuff of it that isn't isn't paid, and it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. And you know, people who offered to you know pick up our daughter from school or run her oh, here, or run her there, because wow. you know by the end of it she had her driver's license. But <laughs> but <God. laughs> you think yes, thank, <laughs> praise God, and uh, you know, just oh, people who had said, "Do you need meals, or do you need us to leave you alone?" Oh, <laughs> you, good. you know. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic because that's not always what we hear yes. about churches and church workers when you talk about health issues. That's but, true. Uh, you and your husband are probably a very good leaders for that congregation, for them to love you so much. We have been blessed. And, you know, uh, my husband is a second career pastor, mm-hmm. and I, I joke that he went into the ministry kind of with me kicking and screaming behind him. Oh, really? But because I was not, not because of, of – 
of his call to ministry because I knew he would be a wonderful mm-hmm. pastor, but because I was terrified of being a pastor's, a pastor's wife. wife. It isn't easy, is it? It, is, it isn't easy, but God, you know, trains the person in ministry. But I think if the spouse is open to God's leading, he's trying to train that person too. Sure. And I do believe with all of my heart that God put us every place mm-hmm. where my husband needed to be, but also where there were lessons for me. Okay. And our the churches where we've been have taught me how to love our parishioners mm-hmm. and that they they do want to love us. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, that they're they're waiting. And, and this congregation is obviously extremely loving and fantastic. Um, just great people. They well, work hard. They play hard. Yeah. And they they have your back. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, as we continue talking about health for the family, uh, just a few more uh, comments related to you being the pastor's wife, and not just for your congregation, but for all pastor's wives. What's unique and different, first of all, related to health for a pastor's wife? Well, I think that uh, one of the things that's very important for health uh, with regards to the ministry and for pastor's wives is being equipped with skills to set good boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be able to say no to things mm-hmm. or yes to things. Saying no gracefully is mm-hmm. really important. Um, recognizing that our whole person health is very important. It's interesting in ministry and in ministry families that spiritual health can really be tested. It can be tried and that one of the things that often falls by the wayside is, is you know, our focus on, on um, the vigilance to, you know, staying in the word and, mm-hmm. and being mindful of, of, of God's uh, word f- for us through his, you know, study, staying active in Bible study, being vigilant to our physical health, you know, getting exercise and eating healthy, um, our emotional well-being, you know, how... Do I have vocabulary for my emotions? Do I listen with all of my heart and my ears and my mind to my children? Do I have boundaries around my family Mm -hmm. to keep them safe Mm -hmm. from, you know, from the world, but also from perhaps uh, sometimes a church that wants too much from them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's very, very important, Um, you know. And then our, you know, within that, the context of that is our, our relationship health. I think, uh, you know, when my husband was uh, getting ready to graduate from seminary, um, the, the woman who was president's wife at that time, Mrs. Barth, uh, knew that I was scared. Mm-hmm. And she was a sweet lady. And she would come in, and I worked in, in the snack bar at the seminary at that time. And she'd come in and she'd say, Marty, there's just three things I tell my girls which is how she referred to us women at the seminary. And she said, this is what you need to know when you're getting ready to go out there. You need to be yourself. God made you the way you are for a reason. You need to love your people because they want to love you. And she was speaking of the congregations. Mm -hmm. They want to love you. And she said, "This, this third one is the hardest. She said, you need to set time aside to be with your husband one day a week if you can and let nothing short of a funeral mm-hmm. interfere with that. Mm-hmm. Focusing on the relationship we have with the spouse that God has blessed us with is oftentimes 
hard to do. Yeah. You know, carving out the time, protecting that relationship, and then the subsequent relationships in our immediate family, that, you know, with our children, with our family as a unit. And it, and it doesn't necessarily have to, you know, uh, require you to take a, a three-week holiday, but devotion time, mm-hmm. time to read with your kids, to sit and and on the couch and just laugh with your husband, family meal time. You know, it's interesting because there was kind of a period of time maybe in the 70s and 80s when we weren't talking so much about the importance of family meal time, mm-hmm. and culture was pulling I think pulling at the family unit. Right. And technology pulls at the family unit. Mm -hmm. But interesting, here we are in 2016, and there is so much research that tells us what we already knew, that sitting down to a healthy meal at a table with our families not only is good for your physical body, it's good for the emotional health of each individual person. And for the the health of that family as a unit. Yeah. And it's a simple thing. Yeah. Very good. Good. I'm going to make a, excuse me, a few announcements, Marty, sure. and then we'll come back and continue talking about health in our family. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Finding Balance in Your Life. If you feel like you're being pulled in a thousand directions at once, this book is for you. It's packed with practical suggestions and offers great insight into managing your life. To receive your complimentary booklet, call our response center at 1-877-250-8416. Or you can just email us, witness2family at gmail.com. That's witness2family at gmail.com. Make sure you give us your complete name and address. We'll mail that booklet out to you. By the way, I just want to make a comment. A lot of times people think the booklets are only for them. But recently I went on a mission trip to Uruguay in Brazil. And a lot of uh, resources are being used. They're being used to share with those that are unchurched. And in those booklets, you'll always find the gospel of Jesus Christ. So even though it's talking about balance in your life, that message of God's love through Jesus Christ is in every booklet. So don't think you only can use it for yourself. Think about who you might give that booklet to. Family Shield has been awarded a matching fund grant from Thrivent Financial to help us expand the ministry for the future. To obtain the $10,000, we need to raise support from new donors and lapsed donors digitally. If you've been blessed through our education and outreach services, we encourage you to give a gift of $10 or $25 or more to help us with Funding the radio program in your community. Your prayers are also needed. You can send comments, prayer requests, or support to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can also go to our website and give a gift there. That's at www.familyshieldministries.com. Now I want to go back to my guest, Marty Lintvet, and we've been talking about health in today's families. Marty, what else should we talk about? We don't have time to deal with every issue, but what else is important for today's Christian families? Well, you know, uh, along with um, boundaries and learning to say no, um, uh, taking a look at our priorities and how do we 
prioritize because oftentimes when our lives get out of balance, you know, we've got too many things that we're mm-hmm. trying to do at the same at so one time. Learn how time, to say no. Learn how to mm-hmm. say no. Take a look at the things. And, you know, one of the things that I say frequently when I'm speaking with, with uh, women whose uh, spouses are, are getting ready to go out into ministry is that when you say no to one thing, you're probably saying yes to something else like mm-hmm. time with your family, yes. uh, helping with your children's school. You know, that might preclude you from doing um, your 16th thing at church, mm-hmm. but that's okay. You know, we have to, and, and recognizing that um, God has created in our bodies an interesting alert system. And so when we start to feel things like um, uh, inability to focus or concentrate, uh, difficulty getting out of bed, feeling weary, you know, yes, go to the doctor and make sure there's nothing medically wrong, but also, am I doing too much? Mm -hmm. Am I fatigued because I can't stop to take a breath Mm -hmm. because I'm running so fast my feet can't keep up? You know, so we really have to take a look at uh, the wonderful way that God has made us and the, the messages that we have through the creation that, that he's made sometimes in our very own bodies. Yeah, that's great. What about exercise? Exercise is really important. It's, uh, you know, it's stewardship. Mm-hmm. It's stewardship of the creation that God has made in me. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there are many, many kinds of, of, of exercise. You don't, you don't have to be a marathon runner, but you can walk, mm-hmm. perhaps. Uh, there are a lot of low-impact things if your body can't handle a higher-impact type of, of exercise. But even, you know, getting out and doing the stairs or walking from one end of the house to the other is really important. You know, a lot of the, the wonderful technological advances advances. Uh, keep us sedentary when we should be active. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of uh, maybe pulling back from from the electric things, electronic things that we like to, to, to do mm-hmm. yeah, so much and the TV and, and DVR and all that stuff um, is really important. Sitting down and talking to people is, is, is a wonderful, wonderful blessing and a gift. It really is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. The social relationships you mentioned that before and i think that's so important because a lot of times those are not things people think of when they think of health but keeping our social relationships both with our spouse and our children and our grandchildren and close friends it's it's important it's very important and the you know having a network of friends Mm. outside and in addition to your family helps support the health of your family and you as an individual sure you know uh having someone to bounce something off of when perhaps your your spouse is unavailable or maybe he's ill mm-hmm. and he doesn't need to hear, you know, about the rattle in the car at that <laughs> moment in time. But, right. but your next door neighbor maybe could help you out with that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. those things are, they're vital. Yeah. What about lack of sleep? I think especially as I think of young families, yes. but maybe all ages, uh, they work really hard, sometimes long hours and then, especially moms, they have to come mm-hmm. home if they're working and get everything done. But sleep is so important, isn't it's, it? It's very important. And there again, you know, we have a, a, a wealth of research telling us what we know. And that is that our bodies require sleep. Our bodies require more sleep than most people get. People of all ages mm-hmm. require sleep. And so 
one of the things that is uh, as have have having a having a seriously negative effect on people's sleep is the use of electronics oh, uh, close to point. bedtime. Yeah. The, Tell the, us about that. Why the the that? blue light that's emitted from things like your your iPad and your cell phone and and other sources of electronic media actually keep it, it stimulates your brain, mm-hmm. so it makes it difficult for you to wind down and go to sleep. So most of the uh, current research indicates that two to three hours prior to bedtime, you should unhook. Interesting. You should unplug your electronics. So those kinds of things are important. You know, pick up a, a real book with mm-hmm. pages that turn mm-hmm. because that, for most people, calms them down and it doesn't have the same Slowing stimulation the to the brain. As you get ready yes. to sleep. Otherwise, yes. because you're busy... Your yes. brain won't go to sleep at night, and Absolutely. then you can't sleep, and that's frustrating. It's too, very isn't it? frustrating, and I think you know the exercise and the sleep can kind of go Put hand together. in hand. Mm-hmm. That the physical exercise that that we is a benefit with regard to enabling us to be you know relaxed uh, and sleeping. Uh, looking at what you eat and drink before bedtime oh, is really important. Sure. When do you do you if you're a, a consumer of caffeine? When do you cut it off? Uh-huh. When do you stop drinking it? When do you or eating it in the forms of chocolate, whatever oh, sure, it is? Sure. Uh, that Easter candy. Easter candy. I know <laughs> yeah. it's in abundance. Uh-huh. Yeah, things like you know spicy food at bedtime. Mm. It can make you uh, stay awake. And um, as I said earlier, most of us need more sleep than we're getting. Our kids, our young people, our teenagers, mm-hmm. they need quite a bit of sleep. And their their body rhythms, you know, are on a different clock than most of them uh, have to function at in going to school. So I think we as parents need to be somewhat compassionate there. Mm-hmm. Well, what else uh, that we haven't talked about do you think is important to share with our listeners as we talk about Christian family health? You know, um, I think, uh, of course, I'm a pastor's wife, but uh, having a family church, a Mm. church home where a part of your family's routine includes worship is is important for family health. Uh, Family devotions are are a wonderful way that we can sit and we can um, hear what God has to say to us, but also connect on um, slower... uh, less frenzied uh, paces. Um, recognizing that, um, as, as, as Mrs. Barth had said to me, that we are each created unique mm-hmm. and we are each created the way God designed us. Mm-hmm. And what a precious gift that is. Really? That, you know, rejoicing in the fact that, you know, that our kids are different. My spouse isn't just like me. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, that drives me crazy. I know it does for all of us. <laughs> but I think God sometimes puts opposites together. I, I don't know if your does. husband's oh, as we opposite are. We as are. mine. Yes, but I think sometimes that works. Well, he does it in a way that where if we permit it to be, it's complimentary. Yes, it but is. sometimes we it have takes to time to figure yeah, it out, to figure that it? out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What used to bug me about my husband now I see as a great strength because. His strengths are my weaknesses. Absolutely. Often. Absolutely. And I think that's and how God does that. I agree. And I think that when we um, let God lead us, because sometimes we get in the way. Oh, sure. Um, the world in which that He has built for us is amazing. Mm-hmm. And the people that He has blessed us 
through and with um, help us help enrich our lives. And so that 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 goes to our family, you know, the 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 kids in our family, your grandkids, uh, each different and unique, mm-hmm. um, but also that that church family. And mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that a fast paced culture maybe pulls us away from is recognizing and enjoying a church as a family. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. when you've been through something like we have recently been through here for, you know, three years now um, with my husband's illness, uh, that church family <coughs> was a great blessing and uh, enabled us really um, to focus on, on healing Yeah, because they were generous in so many ways. Their prayers were, um, I know they were unceasing and, uh, not only their prayers, but their, you know, physical gifts to us through, you know, I'm bringing a, a meatloaf to church oh, and you're yeah. going to take it home. That's so nice. I'm not even going to come to your door and drop it off because somebody's sleeping. But <laughs> I'm going to bring it to church. You can pick it up and, and bring it home with you after service. You know, uh, we have uh, people whose ministries... While they may not be called into the pulpit, it's it's easy to see, and I think this is an important thing for Christian families is is to recognize that God gives us work to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, He does. And you know, we have one dear uh, woman in the church who nourishes our bodies mm-hmm. through the gifts of of gifts the, from her kitchen. Her. Yeah, awesome. And uh, and she's always there, not. Somehow, she knows when you're down, mm. and she's there with chicken noodle soup. I mean, she brought up, she stocked her freezer with chicken noodle soup, and uh, would bring a roast that she had tended all day long. And she works full time. Oh, awesome! And awesome. you know those kinds yeah. of things. Knowing that there are small things that really have a big impact in how we reach out to one another. That's fantastic. Uh, Marty, we have just a minute left, so I'm just going to, again, introduce you as my guest, Marty Lindfett, and uh, we've been talking about Christian family health. Uh, I I hope that what we shared will bless you and that you'll take some of these suggestions, setting up boundaries and the relationship health that we have with our spouse and our children and our family and our extended family and uh, all of the other things that we need to do, priorities and all of those things, we don't have time to go back through them, but I think we touched on a lot of things that you can look up and get a book and learn more about. I think that would be helpful. Again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Learn more about us at www.familyshieldministries.com. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.